0: welcome to today's episode on life in the front office i'm your host jay kirschman and excited for today's guest ryan brock uh, senior vp of global partnerships with the oakview group Uh, he's got some roles within the seattle kraken as well and we'll talk a little bit about his journey his path to where he got uh, to the oakview group and his experiences along the way but i'm just excited to dive into ryan's insights on all the different uh, projects he's got his hands in and um, some of the learnings along the way. So, Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. So, I, I, I need to point out when when you start out talking about your journey, um, you somehow managed your career path to stay on the West Coast the entire time. <laughs>
1: You know, it, it's funny, uh, um, I've been married for uh, almost 18 years. And, and the one thing that we've always talked about is making sure we're in agreement no matter where we're going to end up. And I've been very, very fortunate to be able to uh, to where uh, I've gotten to uh, grow my career. And, uh, and it's been an amazing journey thus far.
0: Well, I have to say, I've been on the USD campus uh, for a, a period of three weeks, one time during grad school. And that's not I don't know if there's a better place to start. It, it, yeah, it's
1: it is a spectacular place. Uh, I was so fortunate to get to go to the University of San Diego. And, you know, I think back some of the, the best four years of my life. And, um, you know, and, and now that I have kids in high school and junior high, I'm starting to give them a little bit of, um, you know, A little bit of information about what would be the best university for them. And certainly USD comes to the top of uh, every conversation that we have. So
0: (laughs) it's, it's, it's certainly, uh, it's certainly up there. And, you know, as far as um, your experiences starting out uh, common and and like others, you know, you you got your your teeth, you know, into the industry with within the minor league sports, right? Um, The Hawks, Aqua Sox, the Steelheads, got to love the logos and the mascots. I mean, those are probably some of the best as well. Yeah, you know, I,
1: I, I started my career the old fashioned way. You know, if, if you think about the, the traditional journey of going through minor league sports and starting anywhere, any place, anytime, uh, and doing whatever they wanted. So, you know, Everett Aqua Sox was my marketing internship. And I had the, the pleasure of working for Bob and Margaret Bevesi, uh, which is a big baseball name uh, for years and years. So I got my my start there, and then I got the opportunity to to move to Boise, Idaho, and and uh, you know work for the Boise Hawks, and then help launch the Idaho Steelheads as a ECHL uh, franchise. So that that's it's you know and you think about that, and I've got a lot of friends still in Boise today. Uh, in fact, I was talking to them before this call because uh, uh, fantasy football now in year twenty two. Uh, I still get the opportunity to see those guys and talk to those guys. And so it was just a a wonderful opportunity to start my career.
0: That's pretty cool. You know, as you think about the different stops you've had, you know, after that MBA, MLS, now NHL, um, you know, what's the biggest difference? If someone's looking at this from the perspective of going to try and work in their favorite sport, I'd flip the coin and say, what's the most interesting business to work in?
1: Yeah, great question and and you know i've loved all of my stuff so you think about the sacramento kings during the maloof days where the kings were one of the hottest teams in the league and and one of the most exciting teams and you know i think one of the things that i've always you know i think prided myself on is is, is picking good people to go and work with and, and work for uh, so when you think about the sacramento kings and tim Hinchey, um who's now the ceo of usa swimming you know, he took a chance on me when I was a minor league guy, and 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 gave me an opportunity to move up to quote unquote to the big leagues, and and then moving on to Portland with the Timbers and having the uh, the opportunity to help launch that franchise with Merritt Paulson and Mike Golub, Uh, and then getting the opportunity to go to Cronky Sports with the Nuggets and the Avalanche and the, and the Colorado Rapids and the Colorado Mammoth, and you know. Uh, working for Tom Filand out there. Um, but that recommendation was from Tim Hinchy, who was at that point, the president of the Colorado Rapids. And so, you know, you, you think through all of the people and all of the stops along the way. And, and I think if there's one thing that, that I'm always reminding myself about is always work with and work for very good people. And so now sitting here at Oakview Group and Seattle Kraken, you know, I get the opportunity every day to work with Tim and Todd Laiwiki and and Dan Griffiths here at our LA headquarters. You know, it's it's been really, really special. And I've gotten to learn every step of the way now in my 20 plus years in the business.
0: Yeah, we had Todd on the podcast. Gosh, uh, you know, we started this a little over two years ago. Um, It seems like forever ago, but it was probably about a year. And, you know, you think about the success that he's had and just you know, the experience, right, to pick someone's brain and just go, hey, how did you do this here, Um, you know, and then being that person as yourself for others. How do you go about making sure that, you know, obviously you have a job to do, but then you're also there to help your team as well?
1: Well, I think the, the first thing for me is, you know, I, I'm always um, remembering treat people well, first and foremost, you always got to treat people well. I remember when I was coming up through the ranks. Um, and so I get a lot of people calling, asking, Hey, can you talk to this kid? He's coming out of college. He's, he wants to get into the business or she wants to get into the business and, and just wants to pick my right. I've never turned a de- uh, call down ever before, because I remember being in that position. So I think, you know, you, you start there and, you know, and 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 then as it relates to the staff, you know, I, I rely on a lot of people throughout the industry that I trust. So when you think about the people that either have worked with me as part of, you know, my department, uh, it's always been on recommendations from people that I trust. And typically, you know, the beauty of this business is that everybody knows everybody and and you it's either really good or it could be really bad. And, you know, um, for those that it's really good, you know, your reputation precedes you and, and having the ability, um, you know, to, to ask a lot of people how their work ethic is and, and, you know, how they are to work with. I think probably the biggest thing for me, you know, typically in this business, you either, if you've got a good reputation, you know what you're doing, you know, at the end of the day, the sport doesn't really matter. It's, it's widgets to a certain degree uh, at some point. Um, but for me, the most important thing is how they fit in, into a group and how do they work better with others and you know those are the attributes I, I tend to look at now as i get a little bit older um is we can teach you whatever it is that we're, we're trying to sell it, it's really about how you work in the confines of the group
0: and you talk about the group you know oakview group as a whole is is a little bit different in in within the industry you know we were talking earlier about how legends will kind of take on a project and then they go on to the next one but um, just give the audience uh, and the listeners just some understanding of what Oakview Group is and how you really dive into these projects and, and have a big ownership stake and, and um, where you are as well, because internationally, in addition to domestically.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, Oakview is, is multi- multifaceted. And um, so when you think about our brick and mortar business, which is our, our business development opportunities, we certainly have Seattle with Climate Pledge Arena. Uh, we have our new New York uh, Belmont Park Arena UBS arena, the Moody Center, which is at the, uh, on the campus of University of Texas at Austin. We have our new arena in Palm Springs. that's going to be our, our home for our AHL affiliate to the Seattle Kraken. And then we have an arena that's really going to be focused on, on music in Savannah, Georgia. And then you go across the pond and you have Manchester in the UK that we're building a brand new arena with uh, uh, Man City Football Club and then a brand new arena in Milan, Italy, that'll be the home for hockey in the 2026 Winter Olympics. So, um, and more to come, you know, we're, we're just getting started. And, you know, so you think about those aspects, you know, I think the big difference for us is that, you know, we're the the, the general partner or the managing partner in, in all of these. And so we've got significant skin in the game. And so we'll come in and we'll sell it, we'll book it, we'll manage it, uh, but we're not going anywhere. And I think that's, that's, Part of the reason that it's exciting for me is is that in Seattle, while that's my main focus today, um, when that building opens in a year, OVG doesn't go anywhere. We're there for the long haul. And and that's the part that really gets me excited to be able to see this thing come to fruition, but to see it continue to grow in future years.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned the Palm Springs team, you know, as an affiliate for the AHL. You know, that's an interesting strategy where and you see it across the country right with a lot of different organizations but the ability to not only grow the talent on the on the ice but the talent in the front office as well and and in kind of you know you're not that far away california to washington right
1: hey you're, you know it's a two and a half hour flight we love that there's a direct flight from seattle to palm springs and so from a player perspective um it'll be great for ron francis and our our player development team uh, uh, in Seattle to bring players up or send people down on rehab assignments or whatever it may be. You know, we think Palm Springs, you know, what a great destination for AHL players where, you know, you're not nothing against the uh, East or up in Canada, uh, but from an AHL perspective having the ability during the winter months to be in Palm Springs and, and golfing year round, we think that's a pretty cool attribute and, and the, the arena in Seattle or in Palm Springs. What's great about that is, we're actually leading with music and, and with, you know, Irving Azoff and and him being a part of OVG and the founder of OVG with Tim, you know, you've got a really special arena that's going to be taking shape there in Coachella Valley. So we're really excited about that
0: one. Are there things that you can take from the arena in Seattle and kind of mimic in Palm Springs? Are they going to be different? Um, How do you integrate, you know, potential partners to, to be involved in both?
1: Yeah, we we've started that process, and so the the Palm Springs arena is going to be a year behind uh, the Seattle uh, Climate Pledge Arena opening, um, and you know so uh, we have two founding partners already secured for uh, Palm Springs. They have not yet been announced, um, but one of the things that we're really trying to do is mirror up and match up uh, Seattle and Palm Springs together where it makes sense. Um, so so that is certainly going to be a strategy. I think outside of that, I think the one thing that we can take, which is kind of the same philosophy with all of our buildings, is that less is more philosophy, so when you think about Seattle and our partnerships up there, whereas most NBA and NHL teams might have in excess of 100 corporate partners, we're going to have 25 of these core partners, so we're going to have one naming rights partner, which in Seattle is uh, is Amazon and, and the Climate Pledge Arena. Uh, we'll have eight founding partners, eight presenting partners, and eight Arena level partners. That's it, and those are the, the the core 25 that we're going to have in there, and that's going to be the same tenants that we're going to have, um, and the same philosophy that we're going to have in Palm Springs. It's the same type of philosophy we have in New York, and so it's uh for us it makes it very clean, very simple. But more importantly for the partner, what a great share of voice that you're going to have relative to some of the uh, other arenas that might be, and that's for any sport. You know, having over a hundred different partners, you know, you're, you're really fighting for that share of voice. And we love the fact that this is going to give you that, that voice that that's not typical with other arenas.
0: Yeah. I mean, with the Seattle Kraken in the arena, right. You're, you've got to build it from scratch. You've got to kind of take that philosophy and look, it's not that NASCAR, the way, you know, NASCAR goes about it or um, other entities that have a hundred sponsors go about it the wrong way. Right. But it's just a different philosophy. and, and, Talk a little bit about just the the thought process behind, you know, how do you create something from scratch? I mean, obviously that's the fun part, right? What is this sponsorship going to look like? Hey, we can kind of do anything, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of the conversation, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it it truly
1: is. And then we're certainly very lucky. I mean, you got a great market up in Seattle. Um, and, and you have a lot of corporate interest in the marketplace there, there isn't a winter sport up there. So you're not necessarily competing, uh, with anybody, uh, during the time frame, But the way we went about it in Seattle is, is very uh, atypical. We, we, while we have a new NHL hockey team coming, this was so far beyond that. This was, you know, we, we set it up with four pillars, if you will, you have the arena, which was centered around all of the events. So that's certainly it's hockey, it's WNBA basketball, it's, it's concerts and it's music, it's family shows. Um, then you move on to the traditional assets of an expansion franchise with uh, the Seattle Kraken. Um, a lot of those hockey assets and then where I think we went a little bit different which I think really tells a story in a unique way is we have this ice center a 100 million dollar privately financed three sheets of ice in Seattle um, that we are able to, to monetize and, and bring brands into and then the fourth pillar which I give Tim uh, Laiweke a lot of credit when with his vision that he didn't want to have ambush marketing on the 74 acre campus which is Seattle center and that's where Space Needle is, it's Mopop, it's where the, the ballet is, and this is where our arena sits. And so we, uh, we wrapped up those rights to be the representative for the city of Seattle and sell the sponsorships for uh, Seattle Center. And so when you start looking at, you know, the totality of all of that, it's not just about hockey, it's, it's about a diversity of audience that, frankly, you just can't get anywhere else. And I think that's been a, a big, big help in telling our stories, that you're not just talking about hockey fans you're talking about so much more. And when you start getting into music, you know, the different genres of music that you can provide and and market to, it really gives brands a voice, um, you know, that's very different than what you would get with just one team.
0: Well, and and you've certainly approached it from the quote unquote sports and entertainment industry aspect, right? It's not just a sports team and a sports venue and the game going on. There's so much more to the holistic fan experience. Um, Can you talk a little bit about how you know, having those specific partners might enhance the potential fan experience?
1: Well, I think when you, when you well, first of all, you talk about Amazon and, and what they represent as our naming rights partner. And so, I, I you know, we certainly feel uh, bullish that our building is going to be the most technologically advanced building that's ever been created. Um, and that's a fortunate thing when you have the brain trust of, of Amazonians that are working on this project for us. So we're really excited about what that's going to bring. And I think when it's all said and done, that's going to be a a, a huge storytelling opportunity for us um, and and for our fans that they're going to get to experience something that they've never experienced before. And so more details of that to come because it's all under wraps, but uh, needless to say, it's going to be an exciting journey um, for our fans.
0: Of course, you know, high level, just, Hey, what's the approach, you know, and, and look, you mentioned the technology aspect of things. Um, as the as the venues continue to grow and there's different ways to incorporate different spaces and obviously COVID's going to continue to affect how people adapt for the future, um, you know, as you think about just the the staff as a whole and what all goes into opening up a new building, a new season, um, that's something that most people don't ever even get to be a part of in their career, you know, even if they're in the industry for 40 plus years, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I would just say this.
1: I, I had the pleasure of being a part of the team that launched the Portland Timbers, and and it was an incredible experience, and, and people ask, you know, we, we do this uh, question, what's the most memorable event that you've ever been to in your life, and Super Bowl comes up, the Game 7 of a World Series, and for me, I've, I've had the fortune of getting to go to a lot of those special global events, but to me, Still today the number one most memorable event I've ever been a part of was the opening night for the Portland Timbers against the Chicago Fire. I remember it like it was yesterday, pouring rain the entire time because of how much you put into and you pour your soul into opening up that building. It's something that is very special when I look at this team up in Seattle. You know, w- one of the things that I love what Todd has created, Todd Lightwicky has created up there is he's brought in such a diverse group of people that um, you know, it's amazing. There's probably more than half the people, uh, significantly more than half, that have never worked in sports before. And so the, the fun thing for me to see is, well, first of all, I get to learn a lot from a lot of different people and really outstanding people. Um, but, um, but what I love to see is what's going to happen in this journey as we go through our last 12 months before we open, because you know, there's nothing like it. And, and opening up a building, this will be one of their, the biggest memories of, of their professional careers. Um, and I hope it's as special as I got to experience with, uh, with Portland and I, and I have a feeling it's gonna be even
0: better. Now you mentioned, it's interesting, you know, with, with a lot of people coming from outside of sports. And I just wanna to touch on that real quick because there, there is value there in the, in the respect of whether it's skills, experiences, other perspectives, you know, you mentioned technology Like sports is yes, there's cool things about the industry and the way things are shown, and but we're also behind in a sense, right? Like there's so much more going on in the world that we can tap into, and that's one of the ways, right?
1: Yeah, hundred percent, and and that's what I mean when I say you know i get to work with a lot of really smart people and and people that have never worked in this industry but they're bringing their expertise from a different walk of life into our building and so when you think about going into this arena we want it to be different we want people to have a different experience and i think the only way you provide a different experience is by having different perspectives on what you bring to it so for for me that's been probably the 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 most enlightening thing of this journey thus far And for me it's been you know i've been at this for almost two years now um, working on Climate Pledge Arena and 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 helping you know be a, a part of this special journey and and that's been I think one of the most exciting things and, and then you think about the first, right we have the first African American play-by-play broadcaster um, we have you know 45 to 48 percent of our uh, executive team is female it's never happened in in our industry and it's about time right and so you you think about all of those things that we're doing and it's not because we want to have a, the first it's it's because it's time and it's the right thing to do and it's also gives us a great diverse view of what we're trying to offer to our uh, our fans
0: you know at the end of the day uh, if you can have a lot of different perspectives in the room to then make the best decision possible i think that's all you can ask for you know as you think about the variety of projects that you guys have you know there's a, a big new project with, uh, within Mesa, Arizona, right, and these, all these, these fields and, and just the complex as a whole going up uh, in the near future. What are some of the learnings that you get just working in different um, locations, right? Because, yes, you talk about different people, you talk about different experiences, but, but the cultures and the locations also play a big factor in it as well, Right. Oh,
1: no question. And so when you think about um, the, the arenas that we have under development, you have Seattle, you have New York, you have Palm Springs, you have Austin, Savannah, Georgia, Manchester in the UK, Milan, Italy, you know, you can't do the same thing in every single one of these buildings. It's got to speak to the local vibe of what this the community represents. You, you talked about Mesa and this huge community project that we're going to um, have the privilege of being a part of you've got to understand what who the audience is going to be and what it's doing. I think the one thing we can do when you think about a multi-use facility like the the one being developed in in Mesa is, you know, we can bring our relationships and our our clients um, that might be a fit. You know, you think about the Cokes and the Pepsis of the world and being able to um, use those relationships and, and bring this, these opportunities to them. I think that's one of the most exciting things about Oakview is, is you have that ability, that diversity of portfolio that you can bring. So there's really not a brand in the world that, that is out there today that you couldn't say that you have a marketing solution for within you know, the different, you know, pardon the pun here, but tentacles, um, that's a kraken pun, but uh, you know, within the different tentacles of, of Oakview Group um, and, and, the, and their portfolio.
0: No, I mean, it's certainly exciting to see where, where everything goes, where everything builds. Um, you know, let's just talk on the, on the Kraken uh, piece real quick. Um, great logo, right? Great, great team name. As you think about how you've worked with many of these logos, right? And, and our co-host Andy Dolich, will talk about the logo all the time, but you know, the, the logo and how it represents the community, what's, what's the significance there as you've seen it play out in a lot of different markets? Well,
1: speaking specifically about Seattle, this was a journey. I mean, this was a two-year journey that we went about trying to figure out, you know, the heartbeat of, of Seattle and what's important to our fans and to the community. And, you know, you think about the S that that is our primary logo and what that represents. Well, that S, you know, came from, you know, honoring the history of, of the Seattle Metropolitans back in 1917, the first American base Stanley Cup winner and, and how they had the S yes across their chest. And so, you know, and then you think about the I and the mystery around that and, and telling the story of the Kraken, you know, it, it's, it, it took a lot of hard work, but we listened and we listened very, very intently on, on all of our focus groups. You know, I think Todd said that there was over, uh, I want to say 2000 names that were submitted. Uh, and we looked at every single one of them and our team and our marketing team they went through name by name to make sure that we got it right. And, and listen, the story was perfect. The execution was perfect. And the, and the community responded and, and it's just been a huge, huge success. And um, it, it's been fun to watch and, and we haven't even taken the ice yet. And it's still, you know, it gets you excited. Just thinking about what what we've done.
0: Not to, not to copy anything from Vegas, but if you guys can pull off a, a Stanley cup visit uh, in, in the first year, that'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah. Let's, Let's wrap up this episode with some rapid fire because why not, right? Um, sure. You know, as you think about uh, many of the the different experiences and uh, venues, what's the most unique thing about a venue you've you've seen uh, with ones that you've worked at?
1: I would say, thus far, being at the Portland Timbers and the Timbers Army, and and being a part of that just seeing what they did to create such an incredible atmosphere um, at at a stadium is is something that i today still today watching them on tv and i haven't been with the team since 2012 but it, it it is so great to watch them and and just know what they represent to that community
0: you know as you think about uh being a part of many different sports what's your favorite to play
1: well, I was a soccer player and a baseball player growing up. Um, you know, so probably my favorite to play would be soccer. Um, my favorite to attend, without question, is hockey.
0: Hockey. What's what's the uh, what's the biggest appeal out of the hockey? I, I would actually agree. I think it's it's fascinating how you have you know the two the two intermissions to kind of. Move about; you don't miss any of the action, right? But you can really sit in your seat for twenty plus minutes and, and absorb, you know, each each uh, period. I, for for me, the, these
1: guys uh, are the speed being on on skates, athletically, what they do uh, is simply just incredible. And and attending uh, an NHL game, you know, certainly me getting to be a part of the Colorado Avalanche for you know five plus years um, got the bug in me. Um, but you know, the, the, just the pure speed of it, the, the excitement of it. I I love the, you know, working with the players, the players are phenomenal to work with. Um, you know, just everything about it. It is, it, it's just, you get that bug in you, man. And it's, it's hard to, to get out of it. Best food from a venue.
0: I feel like the minor league hot dog, like, is, is that like, does that rank anywhere? I mean, where? You know, I'm a
1: traditionalist, so being in L.A., going to a Dodgers game and getting a Dodger dog, you know, its just something about having a dog and a beer. It's it's just iconic.
0: All right, last one. You know, as you think about uh, many of the places you've lived uh, up and down the West Coast, best scenic spot.
1: My favorite is still in Portland, uh, going to Cannon Beach uh, on the coast of, of, of Oregon. It is a special, special place and um, it's my family's happy place.
0: Any, any second place best finish?
1: Uh, well, being back in Southern California, it's, it's pretty tough to be uh, at the beaches here in LA. So I would say that that's a close second. I'm a beach guy. I'm more of a beach guy than a mountain guy. Are there beaches in Seattle? There are, there's a lot of beautiful places in Seattle. Um, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time um, in, in West Seattle with, uh, with some of the people on our staff. And uh, it's a pretty special place
0: over there, which is kind of a hidden gem uh, in Seattle. What's, and, and last thing as we, as we wrap up, um, obviously it rains a lot in the, in the, the Northwest, but uh, any, any hikes? I mean, what, what do you got going on there in terms of the outdoors? you know, I I don't, I don't have
1: anything on on Seattle because uh, I get to go up there for three or four days at a time and then I I come home. And so you'd have to ask uh, your, one of your next guests from the Seattle Kraken, you know, maybe Jeff Webster can provide you with some of those details.
0: Well, uh, we'll start Jeff's episode off with uh, what he does in his free time around Seattle. So uh, Ryan, really appreciate your advice, insights, thoughts, perspectives around your journey, um, what's going on with the Oakview Group and the Seattle Kraken and Uh, excited to uh, talk to you here again in the near future, maybe after the launch. We'd love to do it. Thanks, Jake. Really appreciate the time.